Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about... Episode 2 of Psychosis, a Wikipedia reading. We're just going through disorganisation uh, and uh, uh, one of the things is that your stroke uh, produces disorganisation in your communication. But it also means that uh, you also get a bit... Um, uh, you know, isolated. So if you're not, you know, you're, you're people are used to seeing everyone each other's day, you've been out of it, you come in, it's very hard to pick up on what they're saying. It seems disorganised to you and you sort of respond, respond to it. So I, I think that's interesting here. Uh, now you've got catatonic and that, this is where uh, people don't stop responding and it's one of these really interesting things is that uh, people can hear and learn and modify their uh, uh, reaction to what they have learned so I've seen in movies and stuff like that so um, what is it uh, hysterical it means from the, the moon uh, women used to um, not I think hysteria is actually not feeling pain you can actually convince yourself not to feel pain and uh, indeed women were able to not feel pain in Paris in a certain area era and uh, Freud uh, got into this saying that there is sort of the brain can override the neurosystems I said catatonia describes a profoundly agitated state in which the experience of reality is generally considered impaired there are two primary manifestations of catatonic behaviour. The classic representation is a person who does not move or interact with the world in any way while awake. Uh, while this type of catatonia presents as waxy flexibility, waxy flexibility is someone physically moves part of the catatonic person's body and the person stays in the position, even if it is bizarre and otherwise non-functional, such as moving a person's arms straight up in the air and the arms staying there. But I... I Perhaps you could do something like that. Another type of catatonia is more of an outward presentation of the profoundly agitated state described above. Involves excessive purposeless motor behaviour as well as extreme mental preoccupation that prevents an interact, uh, intact experience of reality. So it's really interesting that you've got the stroke aspect and you've got the mental disorder with it. So I, I would expect that, you know, that, that there is some aspect of... Um, yeah, when you're profounding, you have to to factor in that perhaps with stroke you present as inseparable from a mental disorder. So uh, the 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 view is that perhaps you've been mentally disordered going forward. Um, okay, um, an example of someone walking very fast in circles uh, to the exclusion of anything else, which with a level of mental preoccupation. Oh fuck me. That's me doing exercise walks or going to the gym, meaning uh, meaning not focused on anything relevant to the situation. Oh, well, perhaps that's not it. That was not typical of a person prior to the symptom onset. Oh dear, oh, I'm stuffed. In so many, in both types of catonia, there are generally no reaction to anything that happens outside of them. It is important to distinguish between catatonic education. For, uh, from severe bipolar mania, although someone could have both negative symptoms. Negative symptoms include reduced emotional expression, increased decreased motivation, reduced spontaneous speech.
Hmm. Afflicted the individuals lack interest and spontaneity and have an inability to feel pleasure. Well, normal states. Brief hallucinations are not uncommon in those without psychiatric disease. Causes include falling asleep and waking, uh, hypoallergenic and hyponemic hallucinations, which are entirely normal. Hmm. Bereavement, in which hallucinations of deceased loved ones are common. Severe sleep deprivation or stress. Trauma. Traumatic life events have been linked with an elevated risk of psychotic symptoms. Childhood trauma has specifically been shown to be a predictor of adolescent and adult psychosis. Approximately 65% of me, I like how this goes through, you read this and, you know, what, 98% of people are psychotic? You know, I, I don't know, Wikipedia, it's, it's good, but it's amazing. 65% of individuals with psychotic symptoms have experienced childhood trauma, either physical or sexual abuse, physical or emotional neglect. Increased individual vulnerability towards psychosis may interact with traumatic experiences, um, promoting an onset of future psychotic symptoms, particularly during sensitive development periods. Importantly, the relationship between traumatic life events and psychotic symptoms appear to be dose-dependent in multiple traumatic life events accumulate compounding symptom expression and severity. This suggests traumatic prevention in early intervention may be an important target of decreasing the incidence of psychotic disorders and eliminating effects. So I can well imagine that I would not listening to um, not the so, so the as seen from the cultural normative um, the um, what is it, the termite thing it's it's inappropriate as judged by the normative behaviour so you, you, you really can't, you can't you, you've got to really decontextualise yourself as a diagnostic person to say I feel normative that this is correct therefore I, I give you a diagnosis of psychosis or if someone's got a stroke and they're disordered you can't and they're going to resolve naturally you wouldn't give them antipsychotic drugs because the problem is their stroked brain uh, uh, again psychiatric disorder um, from a diagnostic standpoint, organic disorders were believed to be caused by physical illness affecting the brain, that is, psychiatric disorders secondary to other conditions, while functional disorders were considered disorders of the function of the mind in the absence of physical disorders, that is, primarily psychological and psychiatric disorders. So this is, I think, their primary and secondary firstly has been used twice, and I can't remember this, this they had a primary and secondary to start off with. This is um, uh, 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 just yeah. Primary they had before is misfunction of the brain, and secondary is a physical effect. Then the second primary thing was without social context or with social context, and now we've got a new primary and secondary, which is is um, their primary now is. There is a physical effect, but the secondary now is there's no physical function. Subtle physical anomalies have been found in illness traditionally considered functional, such as schizophrenia. Uh, the DSF, 
IVTR avoids the functional organic distinction and instead this traditional psychosis, psychotic illnesses is psychosis due to general medical conditions and substance induced psychosis. So uh, I, I think my, my overview or view is that obviously taking drugs, marijuana is just such a villainous thing I, I've actually seen. So you, you are very obviously, if you're in a research environment, your contact with reality is just heightened and you're trying to all the time remove cultural norms from your thinking so you can think clearly and see what does that needle moving up there means that that experiment needs to be corrected you've got to go in there but if you add marijuana into the effect they're just completely stuffed researchers in my view Primary psychiatric causes of psychosis include the following. Schizophrenia, schizophrenia disorder, affective mood disorders including major depression, severe depression, Romania or in bipolar disorder, manic depression. People experiencing a psychotic episode in the context of depression may experience precursory or self-blaming delusions or hallucinations, while people experiencing a psychotic episode in the context of a mania may form grandiose delusions. Sounds grandiose delusions, manage, I put the two together. Schizoaffective disorder involving symptoms of both schizophrenia and mood disorders. Brief psychoid disorder, acute transient um, psychotic disorder. Obviously, a tick bite can actually Effect. I wonder whether it would be really interesting to see to do to get your managers and actually of your managers test for antibodies. So test. So, so I get a hundred managers and a hundred floor workers go across and see if I can see statistical significance for a combination of toxoplasma and um, uh, the the tick the tick. Things because I, I really think you would be able to pick up pick up something. Psychotic symptoms may also be seen in schizotypical personality disorder. Whatever is that? Certain personality disorders at times of stress, including paranoid personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder, borderline personality disorder. I'm sure I've got all of those. Um, major depressive disorder in severe form, although it is possible and more likely to have severe depression with that psychosis. Bipolar disorder in the manic and mixed episodes of bipolar, the first disorder, depressive episodes in both bipolar 1 bipolar 2. However, it is possible to experience such states without psychotic symptoms. Post-traumatic stress disorder, induced delusional disorder, which I would say this is when people uh, gaslight you and stuff like that. Sometimes in obsessive-compulsive disorders, Gee whiz. Dissociative disorder due to many overlapping symptoms. Careful differential diagnosis includes special dissociative identity disorder. Stress is known to contribute to and trigger psychotic states. A history of psychologically traumatic events and recent experience in stressful events can contribute to the development of psychosis. Short-lived psychosis triggered by stress is known as brief reactive psychosis and patients may spontaneously recover normal functioning within two weeks. In some rare cases, individuals may remain in a state of full-blown psychosis for many years or perhaps have attenuated psychosis symptoms uh, such as low-intensity hallucinations present most of the time. 
So, if your partner is acting strange, there may be an effect at work or social life which has has caused a malformation and a psychosis, a psychotic um, thing, perception of reality. Um, neuroticism is an independent predictor of development of psychosis. So, I don't know what neurotic neurosis means, but um, so it could could well be that you can pick up elements of psychosis just at the very edge of inconsistent behaviour. You know, if the feedback is is not not producing. You can't, you can't solve it, and that that effect may be caused by some other symptom hidden from view. So that person walks around the door, around the corner, I'm looking at the corner of the house, walks around the corner, does things which uh, are inappropriate. They're inappropriate responses. So that's, that's interesting, it's inappropriate responses. And it's interesting that, uh, so, so if, you, if you're a very accommodating person, a very... Um, uh, logical person so you have an inappropriate approach it says rather than actually causing a problem it means that there's certain decisions down the path which you now expect from that and when that doesn't go you you're now dealing with those things which with their origin a long distance apart so your ability to treat or to interact with someone who's psychotic um can work against you if, if you don't if you say if they say well, I hate you, and you go immediately, you know, straight back. Oh, I hate you too, and, and, and you you can stop it. But if you if you can actually if you actually accommodate them, you can actually grow their psychosis. You can actually provide an environment for the psychosis to grow. And what you can see is is how it's grown in front of you. However, the psychosis may have occurred much further back. Okay. Some type of psychosis include menstrual psychosis, including circumenstrual approximately monthly periodicity in rhythm with the menstrual cycle, postpartum psychosis occurring shortly after birth, which is not so stupid because you have to really, you know, once you, are, you have a baby, you have to really readjust your reality quickly. Um, and some of it can be ordered, I think a disordered readjustment of reality. Um, monothematic delusions, uh, uh, mixedematosis, stimulant psychosis, tardative psychosis, and shared psychosis. I, I think the, I think I suppose is lava shed. Um, Psychosis, uh, tardive psychosis. I think lots of people. I wonder if anyone who's late for work is tardive psychosis, psychotic. Um, I don't know what mixed demotos psychosis is. Monothematic psychosis. I think um, there is this problem um, here: is that you, you often people do go through a psychotic uh, episode. You'd, when they have a reality which doesn't work, they create a new reality, and then they have to go back and build. But if they're if they're impaired in going back and building, they can make they can build incorrectly and slowly drift off. Is my my overall view.
So it's, it's important about how um, people um, people inter, inter, interact. So you, you can have you can be presented with psychotic symptoms, and you can uh, accommodate them uh, to create a pathway forward, which, if they're in control, can actually steer forward. Uh, or if you can't do that, perhaps it's actually better for them to actually stop, and they go into a period. So they would go rather than reevaluate what they've said by saying, oh, "I'll stop that." They continue, so they reinforce their um, psychosis, and that actually steers the whole situation. So there is this problem in that perhaps intelligent people um, who have the capacity to take a behaviour and forward project it and analyse, and you know they're doing all things to halt, analyse, test. Uh, taking cautious caution, that is not interacted well because that means that dwells the person, and they take the next step, which reinforces the the the, the track of psychosis led back to a, a hidden episode. Psychosis is uh, a psychosis that progresses from normal to full blown, usually between a few hours a day, and not related to drug intake or brain injury. Well, she was. That's interesting. Cyclosis has a long history in European psychiatry. Diagnosis. The term cycloid psychosis was first used by Carl Cleese in 1926. So Carl Cleese said something else before about psychosis, about the the two levels of psychosis. But I can't remember what he said. He said, "I think there's psychological." Um, uh, psychosis or normative psychosis, I think he said, is two levels. Um, um, despite the significant clinical relevance, this diagnosis is neglected both in literature and nosology, whatever that is. psychologists has attracted much interest in the international literature in the past 50 years, but a number of scientific studies have greatly decreased over the past 15 years, possibly partly or only partly described in the diagnostic classification system used. I think the problem with cycloid psychosis is that could you drug treat it? You know, with the drug companies, it's interesting that there's so much money in drug finding that people tend to get solutions which um, are not necessarily beneficial, except to the actual person providing the solution. Um, Psychosis is nevertheless its own specific disease that is distinct from both manic depressive disorder and schizophrenia. And despite the fact that psychosis may include bipolar, basic mood shifts, as well as psychotic symptoms, uh, the disease is an acute, usually self-limiting, functionally psychotic state, uh, which is a very diverse clinical picture that most consistently is characterized by the existence of some degree of confusion and, and distressing complexity, but above all, of the multifaceted and diverse expressions that the disease takes. The main feature of the disease is that the onset is acute, contains the multifaceted pictures of symptoms, and it typically reverses the normal state, and that the long-term prognosis is good. In addition, diagnostic criteria may include at least four of the following symptoms. So let's go. Um, it's, so there's normal to full-blown. 
confusion, mood delusions, hallucination, pan anxiety, or severe anxiety, not bound to a particular situation or circumstances, happiness or ecstasy of a high degree, perhaps that's me, because I'm very happy after my operation, motility disturbance of akinetic or high kinetic type, concern with death, mood swings to some degree but less than what is needed for a diagnosis of an affective disorder. Psychosis occurs generally in people of 15 to 50 years of age, because I could well imagine before you're 15 you don't worry about death, and after 50, worrying about death is actually quite possibly a reasonable, rational thing. Dear, I don't quite understand what cycloid um, psychosis is. Medical conditions. A very large number of medical conditions can cause psychosis, called, sometimes called secondary psychosis, as in our first definition. So we've got three definitions of primary and secondary, and our first batch, the first order secondary one, is the examples include disorders, including uh, toxic psychosis, uh, which is the consciousness that disturbed neurodevelopmental disorders and chromosomal disorders, including vertical facial syndrome, neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's disease, dementia um, with Lewy brothers and Parkinson's disease, non-neurological disease such as stroke, brain tumors, multiple sclerosis, and some forms of epilepsy. So really, I could, um, I'm pretty sure that I would come, come have come across as psychotic with the, you know, very severe strokes. Malignancy, uh, typically via masses in the brain and paranoid plastic syndromes. What is really interesting is that your construct of reality is like a running tape. So if you've got some, I think this is maybe cycloid psychosis, your running tape can actually degenerate. It would be my thing. Endocrine disease such as hyperthyroidism, hyper, hyperthyroidism, not enough, crushing syndromes, uh, hydroparathyroidism, hyperparathyroidism, sex hormones also affect psychotic symptoms and sometimes giving birth can provoke psychosis, term postpartum psychosis. Well, is, is, is surely the, if the brain adjusts to so, so many sex hormones and the sex hormones suddenly drop or increase, you'll get that one. Nutritional deficiency, such as B12 deficiency. Uh, and B12 is the god protein for me. I have to go back and look at this. It's got a cobalt in this matrix and it's necessary for so much. Inborn errors of metabolism, such as sacrinic semi-aldehyde hydrogenase deficiency, polyphera, uh, metachromatic leukodystrophy. Others acquired metabolic disorders include electrolyte disturbances such as hypocalcemia, hyperethremia, hypoarrhythmia, hypoalkemia, hypomagnesium, uh, hypermagnesium, too much or too little, hypercalcemia, hypophosphorus, too much phosphorus. It sounds as though if you take a multivitamin, you're just getting the failure of the liver and kidneys. Oh, fuck. That's an interesting aspect. Autoimmune gene uh, disorders such as systemic lupus, uh, sarcoidosis, Hashimoto's 
encephalopathy, anti-NMDA uh, anal toxins, which I think might be the things. Oh yeah. Oh no. Um, receptor encephalitis, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, poisoning by therapeutic drugs, CBLU, recreational drugs, CBLU. A range of plants, funkies, metals, organic compounds, and a few animal toxins. Sleeping disorders such as narcolepsy um, and parasitic disease such as neurocystis, something rather like that. So, she is. That's that's interesting. Let's see how this is going for time. Yeah, I'll be finishing up now. Thanks a lot for listening. We're going to start off on psychiatric, psychoactive drugs. another story comes to a close it's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you may you discover truly amazing things understand them and tell others thanks for listening